Let's play D and D, you and me, and all of our best friends. Let's play D and D, our favorite RPG. Escape our life and play pretend for a while. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Roller Cool Podcast. I'm Morgan, and I'm Nathan, and. This episode was originally supposed to be recorded during our live stream, but we had too much fun. And so it's being recorded after the fact. We had a lot of fun and we had a lot of technical difficulties that delayed uh, things. Um, But the stream was really awesome. Anybody that was there, um, I think the VOD's still up on our Twitch. So if if you're listening to the the podcast version of this, if you want to check that out, uh, we played some Among Us, and we played a one-shot, and uh, raised $400 for Extra Life, so... Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Um, we did not expect that no, at all. Not, not um, even close. <laughs> we set our goal for $250, thinking that was going to be a stretch. Yeah, we were, like, we were talking with like the mods and everything like before the stream, um, about like exactly what all the kind of milestone goals for the thing were. And it was like, we were like, you know, honestly, let's set like kind of our, our probably one of our more exciting one, like milestones around a hundred. Cause that's probably about what we're raised. Like maybe a little bit more than that, but that's like yeah. our realistic expectation. And then it was like, we'd barely even been going and they're like, Oh, we're already over a hundred. And we we're like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, it, it it was crazy. We hit $300 like four hours into our nine-hour stream. Yeah. And then by the end of our one-shot, we checked and we hit $400. And yeah. that like nine in nine hours, we raised $400. That's an insane amount of money yeah. for charity. I'm so grateful. I feel so blessed. And then so Morgan blessed. tried to kill me. <laughs> I did. I tried to power word kill your character, and I'm not going happen. to apologize for it. He's too um, powerful. <laughs> I may or may not be an evil DM. We've discussed this before. Um, I didn't kill anybody. I could have killed you guys. Like, I could have killed your characters super quick, but I didn't. didn't. I let you survive till the end. I appreciate it. And then you. And then when you did try to kill me, I, I evaded, so... Tighter, I did tighter not, pants lives another day. I did not know that they had. Uh... Anyways, go watch that on <laughs> yeah. our Twitch channel, that, and you'll see out. what happened. It was chaotic. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun though. And uh, anybody that was there that's listening to this, like seriously, like if you donated or even if you just came and hung out, we super appreciate every bit of support that we got for that stream. It was. Our first time ever streaming for Extra Life, and, like, it literally could not have gone better. <laughs> like, I mean, sure, we could have raised, like, thousands of dollars. Like, that would have been insane. But, like, as for, for us on our, you know, we're still pretty small. And for our first ever charity stream, I, I, there's not a better scenario that I could imagine. It was so much fun. Yeah. We had so much interaction with chat and raised a ridiculous amount of money for what we expected. And we got so many more followers on our Twitch. We got a lot more people in our Discord server and on our Facebook and Instagram. And the outpouring of support 
from that stream is just incredible. It's wild. <laughs> I, I'm I'm attempting to look at trying to uh, put our gameplay maybe like download it and see if we can't do something with that so it doesn't go away on Twitch because it only stays on Twitch for so long. Yeah. Um, and it was a very fun game, so uh, I thought <laughs> it would be fun. But we'll see. We'll see if that actually happens. Yeah, uh, but. For our milestones that we did have set, because keep in mind, we only thought the maximum we would get to is 250. So we yeah. still have to think of a 300, 350, and $400 milestone. Um, we're working on it. We're trying to think of things. Um, but the milestones that we hit, um, we're going to have a community stream game night in our Discord server where we're going to stream some games with people in our community. We had a raffle to win a chibi drawing from our mod Matt, and Empress Snake won that. Uh, we hit $75, and I'm going to host a poll in the Discord server uh, to name an NPC in my game that I'm going to eventually be running on this channel. Our $100 goal, our mods will be dyeing their hair on stream, um, I believe Mod Solus is doing like a purple color, like an an amethyst color maybe. And Mod Alyssa will be doing like an emerald green color. Um, and that will be on Friday. I believe Solus is um, going to be streaming from her channel, but we will be hosting that. So you can see it on Real Cool and you can see it on Solus's Twitch at twitch.tv slash longsoulless12. Heck yeah. Um, so we're going to have green, blue, and purple hair between the three ladies of the yeah, rule not, of cool not, admin team. I, I, I work a uniformed job. I cannot dye my hair, unfortunately, without probably getting yelled at. Yeah, that's fair. It's okay. That's why we have us three, four. Um, our $150 goal is that Nathan is going to be running a one-shot. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be coming soon. Yeah, we figured since Morgan ran the first one-shot for the stream, I was like, all right, I'll do a one-shot now. That will. It's just going to be friends and mods and stuff for this one, but um, I figure I'll, I'll do a DM session since Morgan had the first one. <laughs> yeah. Our $200 goal is that the Rule of Cool community gets to decide on a module for Mod Mayhem and Mischief, who are going to start doing monthly modules um, on our Twitch server. They're going to be running a module, um, trading off, and running that for us once a month on our channel. So in the Discord community, they're going to get to pick what module they're going to be running and last but not least, the last milestone that we had completed is the $250 goal. We're going to be doing a community one-shot, which is so exciting. Yep. Um, so we're going to have signups in the Discord server for that. So that you, it's basically going to be like a first come, first serve um, kind of deal. But we'll be doing a one-shot with members of our community on Discord. And then, uh, I don't know if this actually was going to happen, but we had joked about one of the higher goals being that we were going to run a, um, 
some kind of one shot where we were alternating DMs the whole time. I don't know if that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Not, but we had, we had joked about that on the stream. And I everyone, think it would be super cool. We, we, we might do that. We'll see. Uh, it was The idea was that, like, basically, like, every, like, the DM would also have a player. And then every hour for, like, a stream, you know, say we played, like, five or six hours or something crazy, it would just, like, switch DM. You, you, like, you'd have one hour timer go and, like, the DM would be running you through things, and then, like, that DM would swap into the game, and a player would bounce out, and it would, yeah. It, it, would, it would be a little bit of chaos. but Improvisational be, chaos. be very, very hilarious. Um, so that might be one of our further stretches for that, because, like I said, we, we didn't expect to raise so much money, so we only had planned um, kind of a our little kind of rewards for each tier um, up to the 250 and we did not have it fully planned afterwards. So we're still kind of figuring that out. If you have any ideas, things you'd like to see from us, things that you think would be cool, go ahead and head over to our discord channel, um, add it in the ideas tab on the channel and we'll see about all of you guys' ideas for the higher tier stretch goals. Um, in the meantime, we are so incredibly grateful for everything you guys have done for us. Um, we're so glad to be here, to be on episode 10, to have yeah. raised $400 for charity. And we cannot wait to keep going and keep growing and building our community. Yeah, It's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're having a lot of fun doing it. And we've got lots of plans for lots of chaos and lots of fun. For uh, for everybody, that's uh that's the plan. Yeah, but speaking of community, that's what our official topic for today's podcast is going to be. See how I did that transition? See how slick that was? That was pretty um, smooth. That was smoother than I would. <laughs> not even like, Ugh. yeah. So today's official topic is how D and D impacts the community. Um, we chose this topic because obviously we were raising money for Extra Life, and I firmly believe that D&D has had an impact greater than just being a role-playing game that friends can play. Yeah. Well, it's, absolutely. It has. There's, it's kind of hard to deny that, especially at this point. Um, for, uh, Sorry. Um, okay. it's pretty hard to deny that at this point, considering all of the things that are happening, like, you know, people streaming D and D for extra life, um, and these like, you know, bigger D and D shows, um, you know, being raising massive amounts of money for charity and things like that. Um, and like, there's there's lots of other things that we're going to talk about today that in fact impact community, not just charity stuff. Um, but I think that like, there's like writings on the wall. Like, it's very clear that mm -hmm. like D and D makes big impacts in um, community. Like, that it just is a fact now. Yeah. So there's a couple big ways uh, that D&D impacts the community. And like Nathan said, it's not just charity, although that is a really great tool. Um, one of the biggest things that I have seen D&D used for is teaching. 
Um, now, we have some, like, standard teaching and some shaping the way you teach. So, obviously, the number one thing that you can use D&D for is teaching people math. <laughs> Which sounds funny when you first <sighs> think about it. But, like, honest to God, I am so bad at math. I am horrid at math. But I've kind of gotten better at it playing D&D. Like, yeah. Like, that, that I... quick math? That quick math when you get hit for half your health points. Yeah, so using D&D in, like, a teaching setting, especially with children, um, we've had... I've had people reach out to me and ask, you know, I see that like you're involved in D&D a lot. How could I use this to teach my kids? And it yeah. just so happens that two of our mods have children and <laughs> they are both homeschool mothers and both of them have used D&D to help teach their children. Uh, now, Math is a big thing in D&D, whether you want to believe it or not. I mean, everything is calculated. Ability scores, HP, yeah. uh, AC, everything. Um, and you got to have kind of quick math skills to be able to keep on top of it. Unless you have a calculator, which I always do. Because, like I said, I'm real bad at it. But D&D can also teach you social skills. Because a large part of the D&D world is the role-playing. Now, there's some people that do, like, the smash-and-grab kind of style of D&D. But if you really play, like, role-play-focused D&D, then that can be an excellent tool um, to kind of motivate them to understand how like a social interaction works yeah to kind of branch off of this topic speaking of we have miss solace um she says dnd has been shown to effectively help people especially children and cognitive behavior therapy dnd slash ttrpg can bring people out of their shells and get players to be creative in a way that they don't normally get to do in their daily lives it creates a space where they can test cause and effect in a safe place because it's also not them per se making the decisions. It's the character. It also has been helpful by simply teaching that it's a group activity and that your decisions can affect others. It's very helpful with social situations and helping kiddos play with qualities that they might not have developed. So conflict resolution, importance of compromise, how winning isn't always the best strategy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. This is like I said, using this to teach children is invaluable because like Sola says, it gives them a safe space to try things and especially if you have like a kind of rambunctious group of children. Yeah. Um, you can kind of set them down and say, okay, your characters are free to do what they want, but they will have a consequence. Yeah. And it's nice because, you know, 
the, the kids can see the effect that their actions have without it being detrimental to them in real life. Yeah. Um, well, they think about like, oh, like, let me do this bad, evil thing with my character. Let me, you know, do something like this. And then it's like, oh, wait, okay, this is actually not a good thing. This can get me in trouble, things like that. Um, and it doesn't always have to be like, you know, in D&D, especially if you're playing with kids, it doesn't have to be your character dies, but it can be yeah. like, hey, like, you know, now you've got, you know, people are mad at you. People don't want to have you around, things like that, you know, you may, you know, different situations like that. Like now the city doesn't want you guys to come back because uh, you burnt half of it to the ground. Um, <laughs> that wasn't cool, guys. Um, yeah. And, and giving them like that, like, you know, I think that early, like, um, way to think about like, oh, like if I do these things, bad things can happen from them is like, oh, okay. Maybe like, what would, like, what would have been the good decision? Oh, we could have stayed in the town and like, uh, the king would have given us magic items and it could have been a lot of fun to like do lots of good. Um, you know, it's, it, I think that that's like more rewarding for a kid to be able to like learn that difference of like seeing that there's different ways to go about situations um, mm -hmm. and have, like we said, those consequences of either, you know, good or bad and see what the difference is. And again, like Morgan was saying, without it being in real life, without a kid deciding like, <laughs> let me do this bad thing in real life and see what happens. Right. DM Susan says, I run kids tables of D&D &D, and oh my God, cause and effect is super important. Uh, Solis says every decision has a consequence, either a good one or a bad one. As an adult DM, it's also taking your hand off and letting kiddos make those evil character decisions because it gives the kid a sense of control. And that's another big thing. Um, not only do they get to see like the cause and effect of their actions, but sometimes, you know, I used to work with children and I would work with children that came from less than great households. We'll put it that way. And a lot of times, because of situations they grew up in, they always felt like they had a lack of control on things. And in D&D, &D, the players control everything, basically. So being able to, you know, give a child like that, the ability to make big decisions and have these outcomes, that can be a life-changing thing for them. DM Susan says, honestly, I've had more characters die with my kids' tables than my adult table, mainly because the kids are more likely to make a choice that isn't the greatest for their party, such as casting sleep when you are low level and your party members are within the sphere of it. Ooh, buddy, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Um, but that makes sense. And honestly, I think that's good. I think that's really good. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as nobody wants their character to die, nobody wants to retire a character, um, but especially with children, you know, having that, sometimes people die and 
it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, they sometimes it's just their time. Um, they didn't know why only their party members fell asleep. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, poor babies. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope you... I really hope you were like, hey, this this is what happened. Like, you gotta be more careful. They also say, oh, and breaking into a house that you know has bugbears in it without any prep. Oh... Yeah, listen, kids are so headstrong. Like, my nephew is an animal. He is great, and I love him to death, but he will rush in headfirst to every situation, and I'm like, dude, my dude, you gotta calm down. Like, like you can push as hard as you want, but sometimes the world is gonna push back, and it's not great. I feel like that's a good lesson that D&D teaches you. You can push forward ahead as much as you want, but if you're not ready for that thing you're pushing ahead, then the world's going to push back. Yeah. And and the, the I you know, that's very funny you're talking about your nephew being like that. Like that's always how I was as a kid of like <laughs> um thinking you know the world and like you can do whatever you want and whatnot um and just push through things. And I think that's something that like um, you know, I'm a pretty avid reader as a kid, um, into like storytelling and eventually into, you know, games and D and D and stuff like that of like, uh, something that I've had to learn. I, and, and even as I'm like a little bit older of like there, you can't just like smash your head against the wall until it's fixed. Right. Like you have to, yeah. um, you know, kind of figure things out without being so headstrong about things. Um, and that, I don't think that's something that's very easy to do. So like being able to work with kids and things like that to things like that. I say that too much. Let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> kids and, um, teach them that there are those different kind of levels there. Um, is super cool. And it's something that's going to help them grow in the long term, really. Well, yeah, and DM Susan says, we've had a, and what did you learn today, a segment after each ses- session lately. My spouse came into the room as I was finishing up a session with the kids just in time to hear about the lessons of the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I hope your spouse learned something um, <laughs> along with the children. I I feel like that's another thing we've been spending quite a few minutes talking about you know children but adults can learn from all of this too yeah that like, definitely <laughs> there uh let's just be honest uh there's some adults that could use some uh learning in this world uh oh yeah um so that's definitely a a big thing I would think is that like uh, I would love for some people to come and uh, learn a little bit more about um, I don't know being nice to each other consequences <laughs> basic uh, social skills yeah there's a lot of those things uh, that I think that a lot of people would benefit from um, <laughs> pretty majorly actually um, some of those people might even be in uh, very strong positions of power in this world. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh, 
you know, we're not going to, we're not going to go political, but I'm just saying like, that is definitely yeah. a thing. <laughs> um, since, uh, <laughs> we went all crazy there and I'm done with it now. Uh, let's, uh, let's bring our mod, mod mischief, Amber, uh, onto the stream and go back to camera views. Yeah. Bada boom. Hello, Mod Mischief. You're here. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> Thanks dark. for having me, guys. Fancy <laughs> seeing you here. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is this? What are we doing? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Nothing. We're just hanging. Didn't out. you read the notes? Just um, hanging out. So, D and D affecting the community. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your experience. Yeah. So I am a homeschool parent. I think I mentioned this on the extra live stream with the minute with the mods when all three of us were on here. Uh, Mod Mayhem and I are both homeschool parents. And I actually ran a D&D club for our homeschool group out here where I live. And one of the neat things about it is I've always done a little bit of cognitive therapy not in a professional sense, but with other kids throughout my homeschooling journey. I've been homeschooling 10 years now, so <laughs> quite a while. Um, and one of the neat things is seeing kids who normally wouldn't be outgoing, normally wouldn't be making brave, what we consider to be brave decisions, and making these decisions for their characters in these in these worlds or settings that you make for them and sometimes I would set up situations where it would be very very similar to situations at school or situations in you know a bullying setting or something and I remember a mom coming up to me and her her son was rather quiet at the table but as a dm you need to be as both of you are both dms as well you ask people who might be more quiet than others, like, okay, what is your character doing? Yeah. Okay, what is your character doing? And even if it's a one word, oh, they're just walking. Okay, cool. Move on. But then continually, okay, what is your character? So I would do that with this with this kid. And it was in the beginning, it was one word answers. Like, oh, I'm, I'll just follow. Okay, that's fine. And I would explain the visual of what was happening. Like, okay, your character and your character, your character, you're walking along and suddenly the little gnome runs in front of you and, and trips you and you fall down on the, on your face. What are you going to do? And just seeing this kid, like, wait a second, what would my character do? And processing these problem solving, critical thinking Mm -hmm. attributes of, of these situations. And I remember this mom coming up to me one of the days after the sessions and her just thanking me, she's like, you, you just, you, you've brought him out of this shell. He's actually more talkative. He's very excited to say what his character has done at the table, the session. He may not tell me what happened during his school day, but he's telling me something and thank you for that. And I was like, it's him, it's him doing it just in a safe space. It's outside of the reality of something scary happening to himself he's able to do it with a character that has no real real life consequences and that's what i love the most about morgan's song that they play 
on the podcast with no real consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And uh, sorry, we also talked, and I still want to do it. I want to make a a music video for that song, (laughs) and have the beginning being like kids, like nine to thirteen year old kids. Just wailing on each other. And like the first, (laughs) right? In the first like verse and chorus. And then the second half where it goes to like, you know, min-maxing attributes, making your wizard really dumb, seeing who could be the first to make the DM say they hate you. That (laughs) being like the adults. Like they started out as kids, brave, strong paladins, sneaky assassin rogues. And now they're like fucking burning towns getting money. Yeah. You know? Um, you touched on something a second ago i think nathan i think you're the one that mentioned it a second ago about how adults also yeah. could learn and grow from this game and it's so true so true you see so many adults nowadays that don't don't know how to compromise they don't know how to react when somebody doesn't agree with them mm-hmm. you know and you get to do that in D D. yeah I'm, I'm gonna Just... throw this out there real quick uh, D and D can be very therapeutic, uh, but your DM is not your therapist. Uh, don't yes, put all your problems yes. on them. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, that's that's yes. very big. Uh, I, I know that like for myself included and a lot of people, um, there's, there's a lot of real emotion and, um, feelings that are released in D and D for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but your DM and the other players at your table, again, are not your therapist. If if you <laughs> need to talk to somebody professionally, uh, do so. Get help. There's, yes. uh, seriously, like those things are important. Um, that's something that's impacted yep. my life pretty greatly. Um, and, you know, I, I there's there's only so much a DM can do at the table um, to uh, give you, you know, therapy. Like, uh, there, there's much better outlets for that. Um, but then again, that's not to say that, that it's not very therapeutic. Um, D and D is just not therapy. There's, there is that, yes. that kind of line. Um, yeah. So, something and, to remember. And, yeah. And that's one of the biggest things when we say like D and D is therapy with, we, we mean like it's cathartic. Yeah. Um, now really quick, just to like give a background. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in theater, like, classically trained in, like, acting and performing, singing, all of that business. So, D&D, I always look at it like a play, um, like a show, like a TV show, a movie. And one of the big words, like, buzzwords that we use in theater is catharsis. Um, Now, that word, it pertains to the process of releasing and providing relief from strong or repressed emotions. And that's like always the goal for really any play, musical, anything that you see. Yeah. Um, The goal is to provide you this escape and let you let go of emotions. Um, That that is what makes D&D therapy. It's yeah. not bringing all of your baggage to your DM or the other players and making them hash it out with you. It's finding a way to release your suppressed emotions and doing so safely in an environment that you know 
that you are comfortable and safe in. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you show up to the table and are like, Jessica broke up with me this weekend, so I want to find someone in the game that looks like her so I can yell at her in the game. Uh, that's not going to go over very very well. What was that TV show? They did something like that where they got, oh, what was it? The I, was it IT? I don't know. I, don't think I can't remember. It. I'll have to look it up. But there was an episode of this TV show where it's these people that work in a shop together and they end up playing D and D and one of the guys had just gotten broken up with and the DM is like, okay, well this person, you realize it's your ex, you know, your character's Uh ex and they come up to you and the guy at the table is just like, don't, don't do this. (laughs) And the DM's like, how does it make you feel? (laughs) And it was just, it was supposed to be a really funny scene. Yeah. But no, your DM is definitely not supposed to be your therapist at all. There's yeah. no shame whatsoever in getting professional help. They're there to help you. They're not there to condemn you. They're not there to judge you. They're just there to help you process things on that might be a little bit more difficult to do on your own. Yeah. So uh, when you, yes. you process a lot of things like kind of uh, without paying attention to it, I think also. Um, I think that's one of the really beautiful things about D&D. And we talk about like the catharsis of it is um, having things affect you emotionally that you didn't expect to uh, affect you. Um, And like letting those feelings happen um, in a comfortable and inviting space with your friends. Um, You know, I'm not going to call anyone out directly. I know that some people are going to know this from my game. Um, But in our last game, like uh, it was a very, 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 very emotional session. Um, Mm -hmm. We had a PC death for one. Um, and, uh, a little bit of betrayal and, uh, a lot of things, but, uh, one of the players was, uh, was very emotional during the whole thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think pretty understandably. Um, and like he had said, like, I just, I didn't think that this would affect me this way, you know? And it was like kind of this, like kind of big feeling of like, wow, like this, like, I didn't think that this game would do this to me kind of thing. Um, which is very um was very cool and um you know like like i said you want to make sure that like as the dm um you're setting up a safe and comfortable space for something like that to happen um and uh being like you know there was one of those things like if this was with a group of people that you know he didn't feel comfortable with and he was trying to process these emotions um, you know, he may not have been able to let something like that out, you know, it would have been, yeah. um, a little more uncomfortable and, you know, would have, would have been like, <laughs> I guess, you know, like some people, um, you know, aren't really looking for that catharsis, but being able to have it because you're comfortable, um, I think brings D and D to that next level where it impacts things as much more than a, um, fun thing to do to spend your time doing it it brings it to that next level i think that's also something that's good on you and and the players at your table i know the game that you're i listen into nathan's game on occasion i'm i don't play in it i uh, i got time to be around an evil dm just but lurk. um <laughs> i just i just lurk in the background i'm pretty sure i set my uh my zoom name to creepo at one point because i was just creeping in um but uh, what I'm saying is good on you for for your DMing and your people at your table also, though, that he was feeling safe enough yeah. 
to be able to open up and do that. I think that's also very important is having that camaraderie at your table. I think it would be much more difficult to do with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. Um, Well, and like, but uh, yeah, good on you guys. You know, like this has happened with a a few of my players so far, Um, but being able to like cry in front of other people is um, super, super tough. Um, Like I know that like a lot of people um, and, uh, you know, not to be, you know, like, uh, what's the right word, like gender normative, but like um, males especially have trouble like letting their emotions out in front of other people, um, mm-hmm. you know, as a average. And uh, being able to set up a space where like it does that doesn't matter, that like what, that's not a thing at my table. Um, if you want to feel an emotion, like feel an emotion, that's okay. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And like being able to have those moments where it feels real and like it, it, it feels like, you know, you're able to have big impactful moments and it mm-hmm. be okay is, is something that I think takes, like I said, D and D from that just game, just the, I'm showing up to roll dice and hit monsters to um, <laughs> that really beautiful collaborative storytelling. I was going to talk about this, but DM Susan mentioned it already in the chat. She said, it's amazing what you learn about yourself when you play D&D, especially if you purposefully choose a class that is not one that you would naturally choose, such as being the face of the group if you're an introvert. And you wouldn't really do that in real life. Yeah, I was going to say something about how the fact that I'm actually an introvert. I'm an extroverted introvert, but I'm an introvert. Yeah. And being at a table around people has been something that, I mean, yes, I DM a game and and I'm in, I think, three other games right now. But one of the games I'm in, my character is actually a fighter paladin. And she is, she's somehow become the face of the group, sort of. And I normally would never put myself in that situation. Yeah. (laughs) One, because I just, I have a, I have an issue where I don't think I am the best at making decisions. Mm-hmm. even if my character would be, I know that I <laughs> probably am not. And that, that has to do with, you know, how I process and think through things. And so, but D and D gives me that moment of attempting it, even yeah. if I'm not naturally good at it. And, you know, talking about how adults can still learn too. <laughs> Morgan, you were talking about math. I cannot do mental math in my head to save my life. And, but through D and D, I now know how to add by eights and nines. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, last night was or last night. It wasn't last night. Saturday was Saturday awful. Was so bad because y'all were 12th level characters and I was like, you're doing so much damage. This character has 287 hit points. How? <laughs> How do I do the math? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello, Laws of the Moon. He popped in. And um, uh, he says it makes him happy when his players live through their characters. Uh, I'm sure it does, Laws. I'm sure it does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure it makes happy when I play through my character. Because... I only say it that way because he makes it a point to break our characters and hurt our souls. <laughs> I will say he did give me a happy moment uh, after three or four sessions of just bashing my heart 
through my chest. <laughs> he finally, finally gave me a happy moment where I got my uh, NPC best friend back. So, yeah, you gotta you gotta put the the moments of light in the game, um, where you just just a little sprinkling, you know, just <laughs> right on top of like, okay, things are still okay. Um, <laughs> right, but um, bring it Mod back Madness did find the uh, clip he sent it to me yes it is from the it crowd it's the name of the show that i was talking about <laughs> where they have that D session so if you want to look it up it's really funny it's really sad but it's really funny mm-hmm. <laughs> so kind of weird to D- say, dm but. susan says in the chat that uh when i transition new people to roll 20 they're so excited when they learn that roll 20 does the math for you um I think that that's also like uh, I don't personally use Rule Twenty, but like D and D Beyond has a lot of that with your like uh, character mm-hmm. health, um, and then also like dice rolls and stuff like that is now being mm-hmm. all integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I know that Rule Twenty does that also like even more extensively than other things. Um, yeah, and like that's something that's very kind of cool about playing online is uh, having those tools at your disposal. Also, very easily accessible. A calculator because you have uh the internet <laughs> if you're playing on a computer. right um and being able to just be like okay my mind will not process these numbers right now let me just put it into it i i have uh i don't it might even be accessible if I look around for it uh little dollar store calculator this is always <laughs> this is always sitting around or like if i play in real life it goes behind my dm screen because it's like especially as a dm You've got a lot of numbers to track. Um, and sometimes those those HP numbers like are just not coming together in your head. <laughs> What's really neat about Roll20 also is that you can put in APIs, which are little things of code where one of them that I have on my game that I play, or yeah. DM, has little rings around your character tokens yeah. that as you take away HP or add HP, change colors. Mm-hmm. Red for worse off, green for more well off. Yeah. So it's it adds that visual also on top of the numbers. Yeah. yeah I, I, so. I just haven't gotten into Roll20 myself. I, I, there's so many people who talk so highly of it. Um, but every time I've tried to sit down and, like, learn it, I'm like, my brain hurts. I can't do this right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I usually have Mod Mayhem help me. <laughs> she is a roll 20 whiz yeah. if yeah, you need to know I'm, anything about roll 20 she's your girl i'm so bad at roll 20 um but before we get too much off topic oh, yeah, we're really let's sorry yeah, let's, it's, <laughs> it's me it's me oh listen have you you've been to all of our streams you know we're just as bad um let's let's read some things that were left in our discord um, so Reed Queen says, love this topic. I personally took up D&D partially as a way to address my social anxiety, like a much more fun version of Toastmasters, which is a public speaking and leadership organiz- organization for shy people that will encourage me to speak up and get better at thinking on my feet. I tend to be pretty quiet at the table, but I want to get better at role playing. I'd love practical tips on how to cue myself to interact in character better or get more creative. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that that's awesome. And I, as, as I've, you know, we've talked about many times on the show, I'm a very forever DM. Um, I do get the opportunity to play more and more now. 
uh, but still am, am very much a forever DM. And uh, with as a DM, I always look for those opportunities to give those moments. And I think that um, Amber was just talking about that a little bit of that, um, you know, doing that with a kid, being able to say like, you know, the quiet kid that's in the back, it's like, oh, I just follow everyone. And then saying, oh, like, you know, this little thing happens. What, what do you do about that? Even if it's like just a small moment where they're like, oh, like I, you know, I politely say like, oh, excuse me and get up. You know, it's like giving that moment where they're like, whoa, okay. My character like had a reaction to something. Um, being right. in the DM yeah. and be able to like give someone the moment, even if it's like four seconds to just react to a situation like, um, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I, I love the idea and I see this happen in a lot of, um, like actual play stuff. It's something I've worked on integrating into my games of like, um, what does your character feel in this moment? Like, what is, what's going through your head? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, like, um, you know, this, like this doesn't have to be something that the other players are interacting with. Like, um, what, what are you thinking as this happens? Like, what's, what do you, what are your emotions in this moment? Um, it's so huge to give them the, like that. Okay. Now I'm like, now I'm in the character. Like I'm thinking mm-hmm. of their emotions. Like, and then they're like, it, it, it like draws you in. And I always, like, I always feel like it's like a slippery slope from there. Like once you're like thinking like your character, you're going to start acting like your character. Cause you're already there. Yeah. yeah that's something that I really like to do also is I, I will walk through my own thought process of what my character is thinking to try and give the kids at the table an idea of what, so I'll do it with NPCs if I'm DMing my kids table, but I'll be like, okay, well this happened and this happened and this happened. So this is why they think this and this and this, and that's why they're going to react in this way. And so I kind of give the roadmap. Yeah. And as far as, you know, cueing yourself to interact in character, it's it's really just a thing where if you have your character fleshed out to the greatest extent that you can, then when situations arise, you can kind of look through everything you feel and say, okay, well, they believe in this. They're afraid of this. They like this. And kind of use all of that information you've compiled about your character to determine how they're going to interact. Yeah. Um, as I am a extrovert, <laughs> I I am an introverted extrovert, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I I love talking to people. I love interacting with people, but I also need moments to like recharge and rest and yeah. have my moments of peace. Um, but for the most part, I'm very out there um so it's kind of hard for me to see that point of view um but i have worked with you know people who don't have that confidence or don't have that ability to kind of speak out and the best advice i can give you is talk to your dm tell them hey I am having a little bit of a trouble speaking up or taking initiative and in things. Um, so maybe as the DM, you could ask my character questions or yeah. interact with my character to kind of give me a prompt, a reason to respond, um, a way that you can act while act based off of what somebody is feeding you. 
you know? Well, and the other thing I think is very cool that you can do is if you have a, you know, an, a Morgan at your table, uh, you know, <laughs> message or, you know, talk to Morgan on the side and say like, like, Hey, you know, like I, I'm always super nervous to like, you know, do this or this or this, like, can our characters like kind of uh, like have something kind of some kind of interaction where like um, maybe like, can you try to help me like draw this out a little bit more too? And like, um, again, like we, we talk about this all the time. Like D and D is this collaborative storytelling where like, if you like work with like the other players at the table too, cause like I, I'm not by any means saying don't put it on the DM. Cause like totally do that. Like let the DM know that like, you know, you are having a lot of trouble with that like social interaction and like speaking up when you're not sure what to say. Um, but like putting that a little bit of that weight off the DM shoulders and saying to another player, like, like, Hey, like, you know, maybe this is pregame in a session zero be like, do you want to be like, you know, friends, family members? Could we have been on an adventure before this? Where like, you know, okay, now like your character interacts with me a little bit more. And like, even though I'm sitting there quietly, they're like, Hey, what's, you know, Jimothy doing over here. And like, <laughs> you have to turn and be like, Oh, uh, and they're like, they're like, hey, buddy, like, you know, what what are you doing? What's, you know, and like draw you back into it. Um, because I also feel like there's a lot of the uh, feeling of anxiety of like when to jump in when you're like, you're not sure in a way if what you're doing is good enough. Right. Um, yeah. I think that that's something that's like really huge with uh, very introverted people um, and people with a lot of social anxiety. Um it's something that like I've overcome a lot with D and D. Um, and I'm, I'm still always working on is like, I'm like, you'll come up with an idea that could be super awesome, but you're like, everyone else is doing their cool thing. And you're like, my thing sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to say <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, cause like that's, that's always like something that like I've struggled with of like, you may have your own ideas. You may want to do your own thing or like, you know, expand on something, but you're like, like, no, my, my, th like, even if everyone would love it and it is awesome, you tell yourself, you're like, no, my things, like, my thing sucks. Like, I, there's no way I'm saying this. Um, yeah. and then you shut yourself down. Um, and that's, that's not a fun feeling either. And like being able to like have again, like the DM or the other player just say like, oh no, Hey, what are you thinking about this situation? And then you're like, well, I was thinking this, like, you know, who knows? Like, maybe that's like the big thing for the game now. Like everyone loves it. And that, you know, being able to just have somebody draw that out a little bit. And I think that's okay to have not put all the weight on yourself, you know, being able to say like, Hey, like, can you help me do this? Because it's not something I'm good at. Um, and it's something that you're going to continue to learn over time. Yeah. One of the, um, other people that is near and dear to my heart. And this comes as a bit of a trigger warning. So if um, anybody has some issues with depression, you may want to uh, be warned. But she says, D&D has been used to pull away from depression and suicidal thoughts for all of the people that she works with. She works with um, those that are in the Navy. And it's the same for her husband same. and how she made some of the, oh, you work in the Navy? I said semen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you said same. I was like, I didn't know Semen's that. Not the Navy. <laughs> that was a joke that they would have made, though. So I just had works. to. I was like, I was like, I can't not. It's it's like boiling inside of me, like, <laughs> right like a hot fire. Gotta let it out. 
I've got tighter pants. <laughs> uh, but she stuff. says <laughs> she says that D and D has allowed her to properly plan, um, and it has definitely helped with her job, which is event planning. So keeping that creative spark, which helps for when she draws, writes stories, uh, she plays make believe with her other kids, and even something as simple as how she decorates her house. She says she totally wants to make a Leviathan head bust and put a plaque on it saying slain on whatever date our, our characters just defeated it. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Technically, we didn't kill him. I trapped him under the ground. Um, <laughs> under the ground. Under the ground. Um yeah, that's and that brings us back to what we were talking about earlier as in the teaching and like catharsis tool isn't just for kids. No. Um taking it into a, you know, armed forces setting and giving them a chance to escape. Like some of these people have, you know, in in any branch have had quite the life and quite the experiences and being able to play a game of make-believe you know playing pretend for a while and getting out of that mindset of where they've been and what they've experienced and being able to have fun and you know play a fantasy setting yeah it, it literally can be life-saving yeah well, and I think that like we, we, again, we talked about this with like kids, um, but I've definitely, <clears throat> it's not something, that, this is not something I've experienced myself, um, but I've read stories about online of um, inmates in prisons or jails playing D&D. Um, mm-hmm. And like uh, a lot of the, there, you know, we talk about people that are, you know, these like career criminals or what they get labeled a lot and stuff like that. And like a lot of times, um, a lot of people that are in those situations come from, um, impoverished families and, uh, you know, people, um, that have been, you know, like, you know, socially and economically, you know, forgotten about and left out. Um, and maybe they didn't get the chance as a kid to learn, um, mm-hmm. about right from wrong and all the best ways, you know, what they thought was right. Um, maybe had some bad consequences and, and landed them where they're at now. Um, and being able to like have those opportunities to like do that in a safe space, like playing D and D, um, is like, Oh, like when I punch this guy in the face for no reason, uh, the guards are mad at me. That's not good. <laughs> now I can't come back to this place. I think it, it's also even something as simple as buying things. Yeah. Especially if you aren't used to that as a kid. I mean, not to, you know, throw out a sob story, but I didn't have much (laughs) as a kid. We didn't really have any funds for anything. And just recently in one of my games that uh, the lovely Silence Paradox, who is a follower on the stream, he runs uh, a game that I'm in. The game where I play my fighter paladin, actually. And recently we had a a shopping game session where he sat there he's like okay well does your character want to buy anything and I was like no he's like are you you sure because you have almost 800 gold (laughs) and I was like uh 
I guess. And it's one of those things you don't, I really didn't think about having money to buy things because that's my life <laughs> in yeah. reality is I'm, I, I always just get my necessities done yeah. and then well, maybe a luxury item yeah, on you're, occasion. You're also a mom too. So like, I'm sure like a lot of the kids <laughs> stuff comes first. I know that like, yes, uh, yes. I get it though. Right. I, I was the same way. I straight up cried uh, when I got this Xbox that I was talking about in the beginning of the stream. Like <laughs> this, we were talking about it before we had started the podcast, but I just got an Xbox one, not even the Xbox X, you know, it was just the Xbox one. And like, as I hit order, I cried because it's so much money. Um, and I got it through a line of credit. So I wasn't paying all of that money up front, but it was still like terrifying to me because I've never, besides my car, I've never made a big purchase Yeah, ever. And mm -hmm. even my car, I got it as a beater off of some guy for $1,200. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I've never had a new car. I've I've never Sorry, just the, I bought it off some guy. <laughs> it's true though. That's just the kind was it on the talent. side of the road. It's just the <laughs> it was sitting at the end of his driveway <laughs> and I needed a car. And he said, All right, it runs. It's got like hundred and eighty thousand miles on it, but it runs. Uh and it's got but this it runs. it's got this sick Bluetooth uh radio system in it. And I was like <laughs> All right, $1,200 for that sounds good to me. Um, and I've lived out of that car <laughs> as I've traveled around the country doing entertainment stuff because um, it's a nice SUV, and I can and I do fit a twin-size mattress in the back of it. Um, <laughs> but, but, the thing, but bringing it back, like you said, a lot of people, a lot of people are in that position where they have paid for necessities you know yeah. and um giving that yeah. opportunity especially in a children's setting um taking the children and their their characters to a shop and saying all right you have this much gold you need this and this but whatever else you want to buy you can get just know that these are the things you need and this is how much money you have if you have leftover then you can get something else like um, here's an I extra that's definitely it just tying it back in to the whole social skills and working together and compromising and problem solving is if you do that Morgan you say you have to buy this this and this you only have enough money after that to buy one item mm -hmm. for like three people so somebody wants a cloak, somebody wants a bow, somebody wants a sword. How do you figure that out? How do you determine who gets what when you only have enough funds for one of those things? Do you not get anything? So it's it's really neat to see kids because they, they'll ask me as the DM, as the adult at the table. They're like, well, what should we do? I'm like, I don't know. It's your figure choice. Figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. And so and then watching them. Watching them evolve into this, this problem. So, okay, well, if we do this, then we could do this. Well, if we cut back here, then we could do this. And it teaches the real life budgeting almost yeah. of prioritizing. Yeah. yeah. Dean, oh. he's great, man. 
<laughs> I was gonna I was gonna add uh, with the with the adults. Um, if you're if you're a player who uh, uh, as an adult uh, who maybe hasn't had the best uh, parenthood in uh, or like parents in their life, don't always kill off your parents because uh, like uh, imagine that moment when like your D and D dad tells you that he's proud of you. That's awesome. <laughs> Dude. That is some catharsis okay. right there. Let's just be honest. You're not allowed to be my DM, like, ever. <laughs> Dude, I, why do you... Listen, I'm tearing up now. Why do you think I cried so hard when you did all that to Tempest? I was like, oh, my God. Holy cow. Like, yeah. that is Leave your that parents... Is don't so always moving. kill your parents. It's very fun to have parents in sessions. Um, yeah. Even when some of them I do mean, some the, evil the things. I mean, the issue... I don't want to say issue, but the issue that comes down to it is, at least in my case personally, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. To have fully functioning, healthy relationship parents, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like, and so I just go for the easy way out of okay, my character just doesn't have parents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if, if you leave them there if you, if you do leave them there 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 is that opportunity and this is with a lot of things uh don't don't cut yourself short on the opportunity for the dm to uh you know surprise you with things and like um you know i thought very funny one of the the first uh the first interaction with a parent of one of my players in our game was uh very off-putting um but um uh, <laughs> we we like it was very funny because we had like such a bad situation with one character's mother um and then they like went and saw some other parents and like um our little uh gnome wizard um has this like like a very non-tragic backstory like um he is adventuring in the world because he's been in a library his whole life with his loving family um and he wants to to adventure like all the books he read about um, and it was very fun to like role play his like very loving parents who were like super proud of him for like making friends and adventuring. Um, and then like, uh, the other, one of the other characters are half work paladin, uh, went and visited his mom who like, uh, you know, wasn't, um, so well off. She lives in like more of like the slum district of like our major city. Um, but like role playing this like a whole interaction where, um, you know, this, like his mom is like worried about him and like um asking him if he's found a lady yet and things like that is like you know like why miss out on some of that fun <laughs> like you know, yeah and and it is definitely an area where i need to broaden my horizons so they say um but i will say on the being a good parent track here i do have to take my leave <laughs> I have yeah. to go feed my children yeah, go and take care of those make sure that they're all, you know, ready to go. Absolutely. But thank you guys for having me today. Yeah. Yes, we're, we're, it's always exciting out. to talk about D and D. I love the rule. You, you guys podcast. will see more and more of uh, all the mods at certain points here. And, um, and again, like, uh, we were talking about earlier, uh, Amber streams and we we host, uh, the streams. You yeah. can come hang out with, with her and uh, chill and listen, you know, talk and watch Zelda. Yes, and- usually it is. Uh, it, it usually it's myself, Mod Mayhem, and Mod Bandus, and our shenanigans. Oh, <laughs> yes. Lots and lots of fun. And whenever I'm offline, it redirects to the rule of cool. 
Yeah. So super. So yeah, uh, mod mayhem and I will be dying our hair because we hit that hundred dollar (laughs) tier on our extra live stream. We will be dying our hair on Friday afternoon. Yeah. You guys will be sure to, we'll make sure we're posting about it too. So anybody that wants to come join for that, we'll make sure that people know about it. Yeah. Yes. It will be a metallic amethyst. And I can't remember the exact name of on mayhem Alyssa's color, but yes, I think it's an emerald emerald. green. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something crazy. Yeah. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. I think we have just a couple more um, responses from our discord to talk about. I can read one of these if you like. I'm, I'm not always great at reading, but I will give it a go. Go ahead and read number three. Perfect. Hopefully I can actually get through it. Um, (laughs) All right. Uh, We've got one here from Timey Wimey Fox. It says, uh, I found it to be a huge help with mental health, both my own and others. I've seen someone who is depressed get reprieve from their illness for just a few hours while we were in a D&D session. It offers an escape where you can forget about the things that make your life hard and brighten people's days, even when they're feeling down. Uh, Of course, this isn't a therapy session, even if the community jokes about DMs being therapists. But I think it can really function as an additional aid to therapy and help people get through their week or even their day knowing D&D is waiting. Plus, it's a huge aid to the autism community I've seen it help nonverbal kids begin to open up and speak as they embody their character that they play rather than speaking as themselves. It is really amazing how these games, uh, it is really amazing how it is a game, but can have so much help. Oh, nope, nope, nope. (laughs) It is really amazing. It really is amazing how it is a game, but can go so much further as a tool. I did so good, literally until the last (laughs) sentence. I was like, man, I think I got too cocky. I was like, man, I'm killing it. I'm normally terrible at reading big blocks of text out loud. Um, Yeah, we we talked a little bit about that already. Like, DMs are not your therapist. It's not a therapy Mm -hmm. session, um, even though there's a lot of jokes about it. Um, But, yeah, it, it really can function as this aid to, like, you know, I would say... I would not go into a D&D session ever planning to put, like, your biggest stuff on the table. You know what I'm saying? But, like, being mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, like, uh, I have a little bit of this issue. Like, you know, this is something I struggle with. Let me see if I can, like, sh- you know, flex it a little bit in the game. Um, you know, just as something additional. We talk, you know, it kind of says here about an additional aid to therapy. Um, yeah. Like I said, if you, like, have some, like, serious trauma that you're going through, like, don't come into the game and bring that up, please. Like, that's not going to be fun for you or for anyone else. Um, But if you're like, you know, hey, like, I'm a bad public speaker and, like, now I want to be the front face of our party. Like, that's super cool. Like, use it to stretch that and then it it can grow you as a person. Yeah. And also... I think one of the biggest ways that D&D can be a really great catharsis without bringing any harm to the rest of the group is, you know, even if you have things that you're working through personally, 
Um, if you come into the session and instead of, you know, bringing up all of these things that are um, bothering you, you know, things that you need to work on, you take your energy and you channel it into your character. So, for example, um, you had, the, I'm going to use very light examples. I'm not going to go into anything heavy. So, for example, I had a bad day at work. Boss was getting on you. Coworkers were being annoying. You've had enough. You're frustrated. You come into the D&D session, and instead of, you know, complaining about it, instead of complaining about it to your friends, um, you go into the first combat, and you play the best dang combat you've ever played in your life. Yeah. You put a lot of thought into that strategy, and you freaking kill a dragon all by yourself i don't know something like that that can be so cathartic without bringing up anything that is going to affect um the other party members like you can take that anger you can take that frustration and be like i'm gonna slay this dragon yeah like that's gonna happen that Um, would literally be a big punching bag you know (laughs) um i i know that like uh when I was younger, um, which I feel like it always like kind of blows me away now. Um, but I used to have a lot of like really bad anger issues, um, mm-hmm. which seems like to me at least, I don't know, maybe I'm totally wrong. But, I like, couldn't imagine. Yeah. Like I just, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm usually such a calm person now that like, it's very strange, but like, um, you know, like my parents at one point, like when I was doing some like anger management courses and stuff like that, um, like bought me a punching bag and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and like, I just, I just think about like the like funniness of like, um, literally like that, but in a role play session and like, um, at the time, like I was not playing D and D and like, like, I feel like it would have been, um, a great escape from a lot of those feelings to be able to have that punching bag and like go, you know, do something cathartic um, and have an outlet for some of that, you know, those feelings that like uh, at the time I didn't know how to process. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know how to add to that. Yeah. Like L- everything you said just speaks for itself. Take it out on the <laughs> bad guy. And then a random person H says, take it up the frustrations of the world through a different character. And, uh, I mean, that, that's super true. I think that like, um, you know, I think that there's something to be said about, um, escapism and it being, you know, important in its own ways, you know, like, um, you know, of course, like, um, bringing things into a little bit of reality is never a bad thing. And like making sure you're staying kind of level in, um, your own world, but, um, and I think that this kind of like goes a little bit further into like, um, not really something I would touch on in a D and D game, but like, um, making sure that you're not like disassociating from things. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like having that escape, um, it, you know, I, I've, um, read tons and tons and tons of, um, posts and things like that. Um, I don't think I've ever actually talked about this on the podcast, but I like admin for the critical role fan group on Facebook. And, uh, like, uh, I see, I mean, countless posts about people talking about how much 
um, you know, a show like Critical Role has done for them um, and their mental health, just giving them something to look forward to, um, giving them an opportunity to like, say like, cool, four hours or so out of my week are taken care of. Like yeah. I, I'm happy in these four hours and like, um, you know, even if they're not playing a D and D game, um, it's, it's still just giving them that moment to just be like, cool, there's something to look forward to that I can escape with. And it, that's something that is super cool about D&D, whether you're playing it or, again, watching it with a lot of um, these actual play shows now, being able to just have that moment of like, this is my safety net for the week. My week could be all terrible, but I do have something to, that's coming up that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and kind of going off of that is our, our last comment from our community from Random Person H2O. For me, D&D has given me a community and a place to feel like I belong when I haven't had one. I've had a lot of instances where big changes have happened in my life and left me starting over with my friend groups. But one thing I've always been able to come back to is this game, and it has helped me find some of the closest friends to date. It's also become a great escape from the world when I'm depressed. To be able to escape into the world of another character, even if that world has sad moments too. And then as far as questions go, what has been the most impactful moment for you personally that's come from playing D&D? So, like we just said, uh, Random Person H2O seems to feel the same way. Um, having that escape to come back to, you oh. know, that, that little bit of solace. <laughs> puns um <laughs> to say to say you know this is my safe place this is where i can turn my brain off yeah. i can be another character i can be in another world and have fun with people you know yeah and and having sorry words <laughs> words are hard I was like, I, I, again, I tried to do that, like, we were just talking earlier, where I just try to, like, start speaking without it, like, my mind going, do, 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 okay, dots connected, now go. <laughs> I've, that's always, my mouth is always faster than my mind. That's that's what I've really come Same. to learn, of, like, I will just start spouting off and without having anything to back those words up. <laughs> um, that The escapism is is something that I think a lot of people honestly seek in D&D um, outside of mm -hmm. the fun of the game. Because D&D is plenty fun on its own. Um, but being able to just have that time where you're not thinking about the global pandemic that's currently happening <laughs> is is awesome. Like, just, just being, I, I mean, especially yeah. I think back to when, like, um, when the pandemic was first starting and I first started playing games online and stuff like that, I was, like, have even, like, not even just playing. Like, when I was, like, hey, I'm going to plan. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to spend two hours of my day where, like, I'm not literally repeatedly checking the news. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to, like, forget about this. And I'm just going to work on my fantasy world where COVID-19 does not exist. <laughs> Like, yeah. that was, that like, literally just a, that time, like, even outside the game. The game was above and beyond because I got that human interaction and things. But even just the, the game prep time as a DM was, like, vital. Like, li I mean, yeah. literally, like, I was in, uh, 
I have very, very severe anxiety at times. Um, and like during the like beginning of the pandemic, it was literally the highest that I have ever been. I was constantly on edge. And then having that time where I was like, cool, I'm going to just pretend this stuff doesn't exist for an hour and, and do D and D prep. I'm going to work on, um, working on my map for my world and making it a little bit nicer. I'm going to do a little, you know, a bit of this. I'm going to just pick something that like maybe the the characters aren't going to encounter for a hundred games and I'm going to work on developing it was, was super vital of just like, cool. I'm enjoying this, this bit of escape. Yeah. And for a random person, Asia's question um, what has been the most impactful moment for you personally that's come from playing D and D? I there's there's so many. <laughs> I I don't know how I could ever choose like one single moment. Um, because honestly, like Nathan said, you know we've been dealing with a pandemic for a while now, and I mean also. I never would have met Nathan had it not had it happened. Yeah. Um, I never would have joined a random discord server and met all of these friends that I have our mods, Nathan, all of our friends that like we collectively have. I met them in May Yeah. when things were really starting to go down and everybody turned to discord and roll 20 and D and D beyond for all their games. And I think that's probably the most impactful thing for me is meeting all of these wonderful people from all over the world. I mean, I got Germany, Australia, um, Europe. I don't know where exactly in Europe, but there's a couple different places over there. Um, (laughs) A friend from South Africa, a friend from South America, a friend from Central America. And then literally on every corner of the United States, California, Washington, New York, Florida, and all the states in between, like having that diverse group of people. Did you just leave Australia off on purpose? (laughs) No, I said Australia. Did you? Okay. Maybe I just missed. I really thought you didn't say Australia. I said Germany, Australia, Europe. (laughs) Okay. You might've said that. I thought you, I totally missed it. And I was like, dang, this is Yeah, Canada. Canada. I forgot Canada. <laughs> I thought I really thought you forgot Australia and I was like this is very funny. I would have totally left Matt on out on purpose. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I named everything. Okay, I um, believe you. I just for a second but, I was like <laughs> But I think that's the thing that's impacted me the most is meeting all these different people from different backgrounds, different places of the world and being able to do something that we all love like that's insane to me yeah i i would say that like um dming as much as i do i haven't had very many like largely impactful moments of like um for myself um i've had some pretty um impactful moments for like um with players and stuff that have been really Mm -hmm. um awesome and have like um, worked on growing me as a person in, in the same way. Um, but I, I mean, I honestly have to uh, agree with Morgan. It's just like, um, 
gaining like a the community you know like uh joining uh, you know like of course like our friend group and like D playing group is like um above and beyond that um like extra special but just like um being part of the community that is D, &D um uh, being able to be friends with people online that you know you don't have anything in common with other than uh, and maybe you do have more in common with i'm not trying to say that people like only connect through D, &D. um but having that like that in of like cool we can talk about dimension 20 or we can just talk about <laughs> just D, D, you know and as a yeah. whole and like have that conversation thing and then it starts to spiral and you're like whoa we have tons of things in common now we're friends like um, yeah uh, that's literally how our friendship happened yeah. we were like hey uh dimension 20 nadpod critical role and then you were like hey um this person dropped out of my game. Uh, you want to join? Actually, Matt's the one that asked me to yeah. join, but whatever. And I was like, sure, sounds cool. And now we're running a podcast together. Yeah. Like that literally happened from like June to now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I my mean, mind it's, is blown. <laughs> it, it is insane that like, um, these people that I talk to nearly every day at this point, I talk to at least some of our like little friend group. Um, like I did not know, you know, a year ago, mm -hmm. like really, I mean, I'm trying to math in my head, which we talked about, I, I mean, like maybe six months ago, but about like seven to eight, I think is about as long as I've known at least the first couple of that group, which is like, yeah. which is crazy. Like, yeah. I, I mean, and it seems like we've gotten off topic, but we really haven't because that's the biggest way D and D has impacted our community. Yeah. You know, having this thing that we can all bond over and, and, have a chance to escape while we're even just talking about it you know having that catharsis of sitting down and saying oh my gosh did you see what happened on the last episode of crown of candy like that's insane uh which by the way if you haven't watched dimension 20 you definitely should all of the seasons are great just saying um we're not, we're not to spoil I, anything i'm just curious if morgan started watching unsleeping city too I haven't, I haven't, okay. I have to, I haven't started it yet. I haven't had time to, um, but I will be on in like an hour. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there, D and D is incredible. Yeah. D and D is unbelievable. Um, the amount of ways you can use it to interact with people and, you know, form, what I am pretty sure is going to be lifelong friendships with the people that I've met. Um, mm, Matt's a question mark. I'm not sure about that guy. He's kind of weird. <laughs> no, honestly, Matt is like my big brother. <laughs> we pick on each other, but we know we love each other. We we all have this um, like uh, I don't uh, almost sibling rival rival we, sibling rivalry, rivalry energy with with Matt. That's very funny. Of like we all just pick on like back and forth with him. Um, which is very funny because it, it's just like, uh, we, I, like, I feel like we call him out on some of stuff and like pick on him, but like he's, he like in a way, yeah. like 
Uh, and like, this is like just honestly true of like the rule cool podcast wouldn't exist without Matt. Like I would never have met yeah, Morgan without it, Matt. Yeah, Bring it on. It, you all love me. <laughs> Matt, you know, we, all we love do, you. we do, but that's the thing. Like we've all gotten so close and now it's like, I feel like the wine drunk aunt of the group <laughs> and <laughs> Matt is like the annoying brother of the group. Yeah. And, and Amber is the mom and Alyssa is the other wine drunk aunt. And <laughs> <laughs> the list goes on and on. There's, there's, right. there's so many, it, it, it's, it's funny too. Cause like, I feel like they're like, it continues to just like grow too. Cause it's like, um, are, are, are like, you know, the little, what started out as like a few people becoming friends. And then you start to be like, Oh, like, we're friends and I have these other mm-hmm. two friends mm-hmm. on each side and then now they're friends and then they have, a, it just like, it continues to spiral and build this like um, very interesting uh, amalgamy of people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> One day we'll all fuse into the make a D and D monster, but not yet. <laughs> Anybody get that? Anybody? I didn't say uh, anything. I, did, did, I just did the motion. <laughs> The podcast audience will be very confused on why I laughed at that. It's fine. Um, (laughs) But I think that's all we have today. Yeah. We we had slightly more prepared, but we actually went on for very long today. I was like, uh, if if we needed to throw in like a segment or something like that, then we could have. But we are almost at two hours already. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we had our our awesome mod mischief Amber on, so that helped. Yeah, it, it definitely added to the time. Um, we we will be back soon to record episode eleven. Uh, we haven't exactly decided when, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing happen. that. Yeah, we'll be doing that very soon. Uh, again, this was just a little bit of a weird middle of the week. Um episode because we got so distracted and blown away um this last weekend and didn't get the opportunity to record our normal episode yeah it was a lot but we had a lot of fun all right guys uh i think that about wraps it up if you guys haven't already uh please go ahead and uh come and join our discord um or follow us on any of our social media um and if possible, if you jump over on Twitch, uh, give us a follow. We're really close to 50 followers, and uh, yeah. we we would love to hit 50 followers. Um, that that would be super awesome. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of our I think my big one for the week. Uh, please go follow us on Twitch if you haven't. I, we've got we've got. I know that you know maybe not everybody has a Twitch. Um, but if you do, please go follow us on there. We stream our podcast usually every Saturday, um, where we record and you get to see our beautiful faces. And if we have a guest, uh, they're beautiful faces. So, um, and you get to hang out with us a little bit in, in our, uh, chat. Um, and even if you just listen to the podcast version of the rule of cool, um, go give us a follow over there anyway, just, uh, support us. That would be super awesome. Yeah. But until next time, this has been the Local Podcast. But our hippos will still be there when we go back. Let's play D&D.
real consequences. Let's play D and D, you and me, and all of our best friends, except that one guy. Let's play D.